Crossroads Podcast for those who want to be in the know. Morning Crossroads. This is your host, Stephen Kilfoyle, bringing you the news from across the land and locally. We want to welcome to the show today my good friend and volunteer extraordinaire from Pilot Point, Monica David. Thank you for coming on the show today, Monica. Would you tell our listeners a little about yourself and some of the wonderful things you do for the community? Well, thank you for having me here today, Stephen. This is just so amazing. Yes, I actually retired back in October of 2016, and shortly after that, I was approached by the Pilot Point Opera House to start up their theater and be their production manager. And from there, it just snowballed from a tiny little theater into what it is today with actual theater seating, new sound equipment, new lights, and we're bringing in tremendous actors from all over. So my husband helped me build that theater as well. So he put a lot of time and sweat into it as much as I did. But now that I retired from that two years ago, I thought, okay, it's travel time for Monica David. It's me time. I I deserved it at the age of 70, I figured. So, But then we started up, and it started with a friend of mine down the road with the Gavin Grabs. But I'll get into that a little bit more later. But I also volunteer in my church a lot, also for with the 19th Century Club. I'm also on the City Center Churches Group, which helped in getting the community center reopened, and that's very up and active and running. So if you're looking for something to do, that's the place to go right now in Pilot Point. That's incredible. You remind me so much of my grandmother Bridgman, my mom's mom. It's uncanny. She was very civic-minded. She was an Eastern star, an avid bowler, seamstress. She played the piano and organ for her church. Uh, You're heading up the Oktoberfest in Pilot Point on the 30th of this month. So tell me, how did you manage to get involved with such a fun task? Oh, well, I'm not so sure I'd call it fun. It is going to be a very fun event, but it's a lot of work. It's been a learning experience. Um, it actually, it all started back in May, right before the election. One of my neighbors, Rowdy Trubenbach, wanted to just have a neighborhood gathering, community-type gathering on the square, just for everybody to come out, share a slice of pizza, drink of water or iced tea, and just get to know one another and get to know the candidates. Well, after we did that first one, then more people found out about it and says, well, you're going to do another one. I missed the first one. So that's how we started then doing the gabbing grubs, which we call them now, once a month. But now we're going to move those to just once every quarter because it was just really too hot during the summer to continue these on. Oh, we had a boiler this one. Oh, we Ooh. did. We really did. And so um, then at the very first community gathering that we had, a young lady by the name of Kathleen Scott approached me and she says, gosh, if you want to do any more of these, I'd be more than happy to help. I said, perfect. You know, we really aren't thinking about doing another one, but if we do, I'll let you know. Well, lo and behold, here we are. And then after Cinco de Mayo happened, we thought, you know, Pilot Point has never had an Oktoberfest. Why don't we do an Oktoberfest? Why not? Yeah, exactly. 
So the group that was working with the Gab and Grubs, we all got together, and Katie and I have formed this nonprofit, it's a 501c3, called Pilot Point Neighborhood Events, Inc. And so we're actually 100% nonprofit. Everybody that works for us does not get paid. It's all free work. And so we decided we'd start doing this Oktoberfest. And the neat thing about this is the fact that our, with our net proceeds, it will go into our future events that we want to do, like Taste of Pilot Point and continue the Gab and Grubs and continue on with our Oktoberfest and make it an annual event now. And But 30% of those net earnings are going to go to a nonprofit. And this year, the first nonprofit we picked was the Shepherd Storehouse, which is our local food bank. And so the next year, we will start another, we'll donate to another nonprofit. Great. Hey, would you be willing to come down here to Crossroads sometime in, in the future when we're after Oktoberfest? And I'd like to introduce you to uh, Paula Paz. She's the uh, head person over the Parks and Rec Board. And uh, uh, Stephanie Housewright, one of the councilwomen of the town, who is also over the Parks and Rec Board. I think your idea of this uh, 501c3 C3 mm-hmm. is brilliant, and I think they could use your intelligence and perseverance and a little pat on the back to get some momentum with that and apply that here in Crossroads. Sure, I'd love to. Yep. That, that'll be amazing. And I think Kathleen would be on board with that as well. So. Awesome. We'll, yes. we'll make that happen, definitely. Right. Awesome. Well, I'm trying to get Maddie talked into, and I successfully have, uh, entering a strudel for the contest. Perfect. So we're going to be getting the ingredients for those this week. Um, So do you think we might have some cooks out here in Crossroads who might want to give it a try? How does somebody enter that contest? Oh, I truly believe Crossroads has some amazing bakers. There's amazing bakers all over this area, even Aubrey, Krugerville, and Pilot Point especially. I know there's some wonderful ones there. In fact, I have a foreign exchange student this year from the Czech Republic who's also going to enter that strudel contest. So what you need to do is there's no entry fee. Just bake your strudel, bring it to the Oktoberfest on September 30th, have your strudel at the Sterling event venue. That's right there on the square Take it in there and have it there by 1230, and they'll get you registered. But it's going to be a blind tasting contest, so the judges will not know whose strudel they're tasting. Right, right. So have you guys mapped the location for that, or you just got to look for that, what do you call it? We will have maps that we'll be passing out oh, okay. when people come to the event. Yes. Great. So, yeah, it's just right on the north side of our square. Yeah, excellent. All right. So tell everybody how to find out more information about this Pilot Point Oktoberfest. Well, there's actually three ways that you can find out about this. We do have the Pilot Point Oktoberfest Facebook page. We also have a Neighborhood Events Facebook page. And then we also have our website, which is www.pilotpointoktoberfest.com. And that's Oktoberfest spelled with a K, yes, not a C. Absolutely. So make sure you make that with a K, the German way. Otherwise, you're not going to find (laughs) it. Or you won't find it. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, tell me, what are some of the other venues that you volunteer for? Well, I do volunteer once a one day a week 
for the community center because we have so many different things going on every day. So I'm always there on game day. I love playing games, but I love the people because it's pretty much the same people every time that come. And we I've just made such wonderful friendships there. It's been amazing. I also sing at my church choir every Sunday, which is I really love. And then now, and my foreign exchange student, both, and she's musically talented, we are going to be singing in the Christmas cantata at the First United Methodist Church this year. Oh, that'll be nice. Yes. So are you going to do anything in uh, Slavonic? No. No? Some of it will be in Latin, though. Oh, okay. Yes. That'll work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So I uh, the, this foreign exchange student, is where is she from? She's from the Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Uh, please tell me and our listeners about that experience, and would you recommend more people participate in that program? And how do you get to that program? Well, this is actually my first year, and I would highly recommend this to anybody and everybody. It's just a wonderful experience. And I had often thought about it over the years about hosting a student, but just never really took that plunge. And then a friend of mine on Facebook was posting about her experience with an exchange student. And I commended her for doing that and mentioned, you know, this is something I had often thought about doing, but what does a 71-year-old widowed woman have to offer a child, you know, a student, you know? And she says, well, let's talk. And so we talked that evening. And so I decided with the Northwest Student Exchange Program, I contacted them. And then they gave me a list of a bunch of students that were wanting to come over for the exchange program. And so then I got to see their little bios and I found Pavla is her name. And she has a lot of the same interests that I have, 17 years old, senior in high school. So I thought, you know, this might be a good match. And I just felt the Lord tugging at my heart to do this, so I plunged in and did it. And that's great. You know, ironically, that is exactly how it was a program similar to this that I got involved and met Romanians for the first time, and then I got an invite to come visit them in their country, and then lo and behold, I find one and fall in love, and now she's my wife. That's awesome. So, That's yeah, a cool story. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm in big favor of student exchange programs. Yes. Definitely. When I was down in Corpus Christi, that's where I was living for about nine years, they had a program, and the um, large hotels there in Port Aransas hired hundreds of them over the summer to do the resorts. Because, I mean, that's when people come to Corpus is during the summer, spring break and all sure. that. So they need to fulfill jobs, and it was a great it was a great program. And they stayed with families in mm-hmm. town, and the resort came and got them on a bus and took them to work and brought them home and dropped them off. It was fantastic. Wow! So yeah. I I just you get to learn about a culture from across the pond that probably. Never heard much about other than what little you learned in the history books. Exactly. Yeah. And I had been to Prague, but she doesn't live anywhere near close to Prague. However, you know, it's it's been a real experience for me learning how when we say upside down, she discovered that's when they say legs up. So we're learning from each other, you know, and she actually had her very first hamburger 
two weeks ago. Ooh, what did she think? Oh, she loved it. She yeah. never had one before. So it's just like she's discovering all these new things that we have so long taken for granted. Yeah, we don't even think twice. Right. Oh, what's a hamburger? You know, I throw right. that on the grill every weekend. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, wow. That yeah. is great. Yeah. Well, as a volunteer, would you share with our listeners about the importance of volunteering in your community and some of the rewards that come along from that volunteering? Oh, gosh. There's so many places out there that need volunteers. I mean, it's not just organizations, but there's individuals that need help. And that to me, that is just such a rewarding thing to do because not only do I volunteer at the community center in my church, but you know, at Thanksgiving time, I'll put a table and a sign out at the end of my driveway. And I started this three years ago and just because we decorate hay bales on our Strip Matter Road. And so I did a Thanksgiving one and I had just had a sign out there for donations, canned goods or monetary. Well, I figured if I get a couple bags full, great for the Shepherd Storehouse. I had a whole carload full. My dining room table was filled. Plus I had $200 in cash. So then I've just continued this every year, and it just keeps growing and growing. I had people from Denton bringing me stuck canned goods and sticking them on that table. Wow. Which is amazing, yeah. Pretty and, soon you're going to need a truck. <laughs> yes. I made like three trips to Shepherd's Storehouse this past year with canned goods. So it really helped them out during the holidays. Oh, yeah. Which that, is, it, that, that's great. Yeah. That, that is fantastic. Yep. And then just, you know, on the, just seeing the smiles on the people's faces because you're helping them. When you do take someone to the doctor or just take them a dinner because they don't have a meal to eat. I mean, it's just, just the thank yous are just so rewarding. You know, that means more to me than anything else, just to know that I help someone. I don't need anything in return. Right. You yeah. Know. Well, how, how long have you actually lived in Pilot Point? I have lived in Pilot Point since 1984. Quite got, a while. Mm-hmm, yes. Yes. And what so, made you choose Pilot Point? I got married. Oh, well. And this is yeah, where my husband well. was from. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, that's how I, otherwise I was living in Denton when I first moved to Texas in 77 yeah. from Minnesota. Well, how did you meet your husband? Well, it's crazy because I'll tell people through a support group and it might, automatically everybody's mind goes to, oh, they were alcoholics, but that's not the case. <laughs> I had while well, I still have it, Crohn's disease, which is a non-curable disease, and my husband had ulcerative colitis. And so there was a support group for that, for those that had ostomies, and that's how we met. Huh. Well, yeah. I'll be darned. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So you've been here since 1984. It's about as long as I've been in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I made the move to here. Yeah. 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 I told my mother, we, we went to Bryan, Texas when I was 12. Oh, wow. One of her cousins was married to a Sicilian. Mm-hmm. His name was Phil Scamardo. And yes, he is related to Eileen and her husband. They're, wow. They're cousins. Cool. And Because uh, they're all from that same area in Bryan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I told my mom, I said, you know what? When I get old enough, I'm going to move to Texas because I really like this state. There was way more to do here than there was back home. I mean, I had a choice. I could go to work for the railroad or become a farmer. And I didn't want to do either one. I had a travel bug real bad. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get out and see the world. Yes. And I did. I hear you. <laughs> I, I, I have done I have done that exactly. 
Me too. Yeah. Well, is there anything that you would like to add or tell the audience about more about this Oktoberfest coming up or our other announcements that you may have that you would like to put it out there? Okay. Well, we had a little bit earlier talked about volunteering. Mm-hmm. And actually, we will be in need of volunteers. And we have set up a sign-up genius. And you can find it on our Facebook page and on our website as well how to get to that sign-up genius and just volunteer for one hour that day, whether it be the dunking booth, the wiener dog races, the kids zone, you know, we got all different kinds of things that need to be done or helping with the vendors and those sorts of things or selling t-shirts or selling our beer mugs for us. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of opportunity there. Um, we also do have actually a few spaces left yet for vendors. If you're interested in, being a vendor, and you can get the vendor form right off of our webpage as well. Or if you have a dachshund, we still have about five spaces that we can take five more dachshunds for the dachshund races. How's that going to work? Oh, well, DNL is ramrodding that for us. And so they do four dogs at a time. Uh-huh. And then it's just kind of like with your basketball playoffs, you know, you got your chart. And so the winner from each of those individual races will compete against each other. But how do they race them? Are they in like a, a small little box? Or, no, no, no. It's um, they'll they'll have like a. It's going to be open range. We'll have a fence around a certain area. You'll have one owner on one end and another owner of that dog on the other end, and they each have a treat in their hand, and so they entice their dog to run to them for their treat. Ah. So that's how those end. Yeah. But they're lots of fun. They're very entertaining, you know. Oh, I love wiener dogs. Yeah. My my father, he had two of them, uh, Christopher and Barkley. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, poor, poor Chris. He finally he lived to be 22 years old. Wow. For a dachshund, that's pretty that's, good. Yes. Oh, poor Chris finally just, uh, he laid down and just didn't wake up. Wow. And uh, dad went and buried him beside Barkley and. But uh, he he gave my dad a lot of joy. For, oh, I'll bet for twenty two years. Yeah. So oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of how I hope I die some days, just in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, that, <laughs> that'd be the way to go. That's know? how my my grandmother went. Um, she was almost a hundred and one. Wow! And she just wow. finally went went away to be with God and be yeah. with Grandpa. Yeah, it'd been wow. a long time. So yeah, I'm pretty sure. She's glad to be there. Yes, and, I'm sure. Uh, yep. Well, and also, too, we do actually have sponsorships available yet. If any business here locally would like to do a sponsorship to help sponsor our event, that would be awesome. They can find that sponsorship form on our webpage as, as well, our website. And there's all different levels from $250 on up. Okay. So. Okay, guys out there, businesses, local businesses, Chick-fil-A, Dutchman's Coffee, Dunkin' Donuts, Bottle Cap Alley, Jack in the Box, Whataburger. Give them a call. You got it. What, what's, the, what's the website again? It's www.pilotpointoctoberfest.com. With a K. With a K. Right. Yep. Or they can email us at pilotpointneighborhoodevents at uh, gmail.com, and they can let us know, and we can direct them as well. Okay. Let's do it, guys. Let's get out there and participate. This whole corridor is full of participating people and that love to do things together. And we're like one great big giant neighborhood anyway. So exactly. we're close enough. 
Yes, so we let's, are. Let's make it happen. All right. Well, you heard it today from my friend Monica David. There will be a town council meeting tonight at 6 p.m. Everyone, mark your calendars for September 30th from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the historical Pilot Point Square. There will be family-friendly activities like dachshund races, petting zoos, to stein hoisting, and costume contests. Oh, yes, that is right. Maddie and I have ours ready. So we're looking forward to this. So come on out to Pilot Point and celebrate Oktoberfest, honoring the German roots that Pilot Point was founded on. For more information, go to https colon slash slash pilotpointoktoberfest.com. That's Oktoberfest with a K, the German way. Or you can call 940-367-0895. But before you head on out to Oktoberfest, be sure to stop by the park in Crossroads and visit the Boss Ladies Vendor Market from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., then to finish off your evening after hoisting beer all day, come back to the park at Crossroads around 6.30 that night for Movie in the Park. The featured movie is Minions, The Rise of Gru, the untold story of one 12-year-old's dream to become the world's greatest supervillain. Town Council will be meeting again tonight from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Stay tuned in for next week. I will have my good friends and financial advisors, hopefully, Nick Bogan and Pedro Gonzalez, who will share with you the importance of planning. Remember what the famous A.L. Williams said, people do not plan to fail, they simply fail to plan. Nick and Pedro are going to be sharing some very important good practices for families' finances. So until next week, I'll see you at the top. <laughs>